welcome to Dependus Spillaning. My name is Jennifer. I'm Veronica. And today we have a special guest. Introduce yourself. Hey, my name is Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Yay, Melissa's here to join us for this episode. But first, let's talk about our platforms so everyone knows how to reach us. Especially yes. after this episode, this is going to be a really interesting one. Oh, yeah. So you can reach us at dependusplaining at gmail.com or Twitter or the Facebook or the Instagram mm-hmm. or call Jen. Yeah, call me. Her phone number is, hurry, grab a pen. <laughs> just kidding. I have a very long phone number, so just don't even bother. It's There's okay. letters and numbers yeah. in it and characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had to have those, all the special characters in it. And yes. It's like a password, basically. It's a password. And your password is strong. Yeah, super yeah, strong. Super strong. So, sorry I can't crack the code. Yeah. But, yes, now you know how to reach us, and let's get to talking. So, Melissa is not American, turns out, and she is married to an American. So, let's have her tell us a little bit about herself. Um, how long have you been a military spouse? So, uh, I've been married for five years, but we've known each other for about 78 years. Okay. Um, 78 years? 78. It's been 84 years. <laughs> Feels like it, but keep going. Um, I, I'm from Belgium originally. I, my first language is French, so oui. I spoke French. Oui. Oui. I spoke oui. French all my life until I was about 20. Two, mm-hmm. um, I learned English in school. I went to college to study translation, including English and also a little bit of Spanish, but I lost it. And I've been probably fluent in English for probably as long as I've been married, so okay. five years. She learned English in school. Yeah. I, when we were stationed in Belgium, I, we encountered a lot of um, Belgians that were fluent in English because they learned it in school. Well, it really depends on the school that you are. Yeah. And it depends if you took the option of learning a second language. Right. Because, like, my brother never did. Mm-hmm. But I did because I was focused on languages. Yeah. Well, that's kind of, I mean, like, in high school, how you had to choose an elective and it had to be a foreign language sometimes. Right. So I took French because I wasn't going to conform to Spanish. <laughs> but do you know French? <laughs> no. Exactly. That's yeah, what I'm how, saying. How long did you learn it for? So the first high school I went to, we I actually learned, you know, is learning verbs and how, you know, how to put them all together in sentences. And then I got to public high school and we learned how to decorate our flat. <laughs> And make a character for ourselves. <laughs> and that apparently was really important to do. I'm not sure why. And you got to eat escargot, I'm sure, at one point. No, we oh, didn't eat didn't any eat? foods. No, oh. I ate more foods in my when I was at my other high school. I went to a Catholic high school for a year. Uh-huh. And um, she taught us more, more than I could ever have learned in taking two years in high school in my other high schools. Yeah. Crazy. That's so funny. Teachers. I'm I'm not gonna lie, the most that I learned English was in college, not in high school. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure it's probably a lot more uh focused. Oh yeah. In there too. Yeah. And you were telling me too and your college it was free? No, it's not, not fully free. It was it's, cheap. Yes. So really cheap. Um, you can fall under certain categories depending on how much money your parents make. 
So if you are under that threshold, you can go for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And basically the government will pay your tuition and it will pay for all your books and all the things that you need. Sometimes they even get you a laptop if you need it. Wow. Oh That's um, very nice. Unfortunately, my parents were over the threshold. So yeah. the government didn't pay for anything. But my tuition for a whole year. So we, we don't do by classes like you guys do. Mm-hmm. We do like a year. Mm-hmm. Um, my tuition for a year was 800 euros, which is like maybe a little under a thousand dollars. For the whole year? For the whole Could year. Could you take any amount of classes that you wanted to? It's a specific set amount of okay. classes. You can't just pick like, oh, I'm going to pick like English 101, French 101. It's like a, a cursus and it's spread throughout the five years. Oh, so they kind of, oh. so that's kind of, so they set you down and they get you a whole plan set up. Is yes. that how it is? Yeah. Oh. That's really nice. And for that price, I mean, in the States, it's like, they yeah. nickel and dime you for everything. Well, and the thing is, is like, if you're not like fully committed to a, like a, whatever, those counselors or whatnot that are supposed mm-hmm. to help you, you're just like kind of like a lost puppy and they're mm-hmm. going like, what classes do I need? You know, I don't know what I'm supposed to take and, and what electives do I take or yeah. what general eds do I need? Like, I'm, that's college so the, i'm like i have no idea the, i i didn't have to pick any classes they were like hey if you want to study english this is what you can take mm-hmm. the only thing that sucks is that way the way the the states does it is once you have your class you can keep that because ours is divided in five because you i went for five years for a master's degree mm-hmm. um uh, because it's separated in five you cannot get your full class until you're done with your five years Oh. Does that make sense? Like yeah. English, like I couldn't get English points. Like, how is it called? Like credits? credits? Yeah, I couldn't get the credit because I didn't technically finish that in a year. I would oh. have finished it at the end of the five years. So oh, it's like okay. separated in blocks. Of, like if like all the classes that you guys take when you're in college, if you take all of those, I'm sorry, <laughs> if you take all of those and separate them in like blocks of five, mm-hmm. and that would be like... One year, like your first year, you do a fifth of that class. And then the second year, you do the second fifth of that class. Okay, I see, I see. But I still, see. it sounds better than I, what I still, we have to go through in yeah, the States for that price. Way it's better. It's so complicated to me because, like, Brian, who's my husband, he tells me about the GI Bill and everything. And he's like, well, you know, which classes do you want to take? And like, I don't know. I never had to do that because it doesn't work that way in Belgium. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a really so tricky confusing. system for me. Yeah, it is. It's. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I'm right there with you. And I'm, you know, I'm American. I don't understand it half the shit. I mean, you get thrown into it when you're 18 and you're like, oh, I... I don't know what I want to do yet, and I don't. Nobody's really can help me figure yeah. out what I want to do with my life, and yeah. like they can. I mean, and too, like those. I don't know what they're called, but the whatever that help you get your degree going or whatnot. I mean, they can only help you to a certain point. Like here are the classes that. Here's a list of classes that you can take if this is mm-hmm. where you want to go, but it. You still have to pick all that shit out, and mm-hmm. it's like I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Like it. It's really, really hard for me. I I tried to understand, like with the mm-hmm. minors and the majors and yeah. like the general classes, the elective. I've I've no clue. There's too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I want to be a dentist. Perfect. This is the. These are the classes that you have to take. Yeah. That's it. Take these and these or in this order. And they ha- so they have it. 
But then they make it so fucking complicated because they're like, in order to take the class that you have to take, you got to take these three classes beforehand. But you can't get into this class because you got to take this class beforehand because you didn't no. qualify. And I'm like, I don't fucking my know. Brain, the, <laughs> my brain can't handle this. I <laughs> am just going to don't do not do anything. Someone simplify college for me, please, because I just <laughs> feel stupid. Yeah. So technically in the States, if, let's say you become a dentist so you have your master's degree in dentistry you could have been a different path than someone else like you could have taken different classes right right mm-hmm. see like for me everybody who goes to like translation school or that goes to medical school they mm-hmm. all have the same classes oh all of it's not like oh i want to take this i want to take this no like this is your classes you have to pass those in order to be a dentist okay uh, that's so much i feel like that's just so much smarter and yes. uncomplicates that's everything awesome. oh, we were not on a tangent about school, i know sorry. Right. That was great. but it's good it's, it's good, a good yeah. little detour for yeah. people who are <laughs> wondering yeah. yeah it's cool to know about yeah awesome so, okay, so you said you've been married for five years. Yes. Uh, and, but you've known him for about seven to eight. Yes, probably more seven. How did you guys meet? So, my husband was stationed in Belgium. Um, he came there from Japan. And he was very sad at, at first because, obviously, if you go from really, really busy Japan to very countryside Belgium, it's a drastic change. Super countryside, yeah. yeah. We were stationed there with Brian. Yeah. And uh, so we, uh, as I was uh, in college already, I was going to a pub, which I knew that there were a lot of native speakers that were there. And the reason I wanted to go there was to be able to practice English. Because you can have conversations, you know, in in the education system, but it's never like an actual oh, conversation sure. that you have with a person on the street. So, whereas you're learning it very, very proper, yes. and then you're able to immerse yourself in Absolutely. like slang and all that. Yes, because okay. you know when you are in college or even in high school, like they're not going to teach you curse words, they're oh, not going to teach you slang, they're not going to teach you all the not other, the fun stuff. Like, no, no. not the fun stuff. Like, <laughs> The million ways to say you're drunk and, yeah. you know. Shit-faced. That's right. Mm-hmm. Faded. That's so many. There's so many. Yeah. She gone. Bye. So, <laughs> so that was the reason I wanted to go to that specific pub because I knew a lot of Americans would go there. Mm-hmm. And the reason why Americans would go there is because it was an Irish pub that was run by actual Irish people. So everyone would speak English there. So it was a very, like, a safe haven uh, for a lot of American people, a lot of English-speaking people, because everyone spoke English there. There was barely no French spoken. So I would go there, and I met Brian, and we were friends for a couple years. And then I dated a few people, didn't work out, and then Brian and I decided to start dating each other. There's actually more to the backstory, but I don't think we have (laughs) this this much time. Um, Ooh, that's interesting. (laughs) So, um... So we started dating, and then a couple months into a relationship, he got orders to Germany. Mm-hmm. So I was a little skeptical, a little scared at first, because I we I knew him for a while, but we hadn't been dating for a long time. Yeah. I was still living with my parents, and, you know, just this guy comes into my life and is like, hey, you want to move to Germany with me? I'm like, oh, I don't he know. He bulldozed into yeah. your life, let's be honest. <laughs> Brian doesn't just come in, he bulldozes it. <laughs> so I thought about it, talked to my parents about it, and they were like, well, you know, even if it doesn't work out, how many times in your life are you going to have the opportunity to 
live in a different country. Mm-hmm. So pack my car. That is, yeah. yeah, my parents have been like, no. I know that's super sweet. Oh, yeah. That is awesome that they were supportive of yeah. that. Yeah, they were really supportive, and they knew I wasn't doing very well in school. So they were like, "Well, at least you know you get life experience oh. out of it." So, mm-hmm. so I packed my car, which I didn't have much because, like I said, I lived with my parents, so I didn't own furniture, I didn't own anything. Yeah, I just had my clothes and what was in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Which, bear in mind, I was a teenager, so there was a lot of posters <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> And uh, so we moved to Germany. It was about three. It's about three hour drive. We were stationed at Ramstein. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about a three hour drive from that base to my parents' house. So it was not too bad. Like we could go back and see my family quite often. And you know, I thought in my mind I was like, well, you know, if it doesn't work out, just pack my car and drive home. Yeah, this mm-hmm. isn't too bad. It's not like we moved halfway across the world. Yeah. And then so when we moved to Germany, uh, we so we were still dating. And then I quickly found out that if we are not married, mm. we're basically nothing. For the military, right. the military standpoint. Yes. Um, so we decided to get married. Um, that was already like step one in the complete complicated path yeah. of our lives. Oh, yeah. Um, we wanted to get married initially in Belgium. Belgium refused because Brian was not a Belgian citizen, nor was he stationed in Belgium. So there was not really a reason for him to get married in Belgium. Yeah. They have, in Europe, they have the SOFA which is the status of forces agreement. And that is one of the rules is like, you can't go and marry um, a local national. Uh, but there's ways around it. There is ways around it. But while you're in country, you cannot marry a person from that country. So Brian... Well, here it was the other way. Like the, he couldn't marry me because he was not in country. Oh, I thought it, w- it had to be... You, you still can't marry. Like you have to leave. Oh, I don't you know. You have to leave the, the sure. host country. I, I'm not sure about like exactly how when like mm-hmm. what the rules are, but I I knew we weren't in Belgium. We couldn't get married in Belgium. Yeah, which is kind of doesn't make sense because I'm Belgium. What if I want to get married where my family is? Well, right. that's one. Of, that's one of the um agreements for the oh. so with the sofa. Um, that's one of the agreements. You they can't because I believe Belgium is a um ally. It's mm. not a conquered country uh, like let's say germany germany was conquered so like it's very complicated mm. but belgium it's is all complicated is, belgium is an ally so that's one of the agreements they have so then we asked my mother-in-law who works at the local courthouse and she's like oh yeah you can just come in you just need your passport and 25 dollars mm. so we're like oh okay so we booked our plane tickets, flew to Colorado, which is where my husband's from, and we got married at a courthouse. He yeah. was wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> He's always wearing shorts. <laughs> and he forgot the money to pay for the marriage Aww, license. Oh, well. Brian. Come on. So forgot the rings, forgot everything. I mean, it was like a regular day. It, but it's, ner- it's nerve-wracking, yeah. too, so he's probably nervous. Kyle oh, yeah. chewed gum through our wedding. Oh, Kyle. Yeah, he did. He was chewing gum, and I was like, stop chewing gum. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so so we got married in Colorado, got our marriage license, made a zillion copies, and then we flew back to Germany where we were stationed, and then from there I was able to get my all my military, like a normal spousal yeah. benefits. Yeah. I got an ID card. I got enrolled in years. I got enrolled in TRICARE. All the normal spouse sure. things. Yeah. And then... 
From Germany, we got orders to the UK, which is where I met Jen. I knew Veronica from Belgium from afar. We never really briefly. interacted. Yeah, briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now we're in the UK and we are getting ready to PCS to the US. Now, you are still a Belgian citizen. Yes. What have you come across trying to move back to the States because obviously, you know, America's fucking bananas right now and you (laughs) need a lot of paperwork to be able to enter the country and to stay legally. So the first hurdle that we ran into um, was when we got orders, it was my married name on the orders and okay. I, my plane or plane tickets were with were with my married name as well. Mm-hmm. One thing that I was always told is that in Belgium you were not allowed to change your last name. That's so weird to me. That is really strange. I find that, I find that so strange that you can't even hyphenate it like no. to your yeah uh, married name slash your maiden name. I mean, so like, different than what we're used to, but because yeah. then now your mom has a different last name than you do. Yes, my mom has a different last name than oh, my dad. So weird. That's crazy. Yeah. So no matter what, you when you get married, you do not take your husband's no, name. Not in Belgium. So th- Weird. wait, this this is what I was told. Yeah. By huh. the local courthouse where I was from, and like nobody around me had the same name if they were married. Like my mom has a different last name than my dad. Uh-huh. I had my dad's last name, but I like basically my mom's last name is just going to die. Because yeah, guys with her yeah. yeah yeah. So all my papers were in my maiden name in Belgium, but all my military papers were in my married name. Yeah. Yes. So that was a problem, obviously, because I'm two different people. I have two different names. So I was like, well, this is a problem. I'm not gonna get into the US, the US, because my passport doesn't match my plane ticket. Yeah. Because your same name. Your passport is Belgian. Yes. With your maiden name. Yes. But your ticket is paid by the military, yes. therefore it has your married, married name. Because yes. they have to use what is on the Deers, yes. what you enrolled yeah. in Deers yeah. with. And What's you on my enrolled. ID card. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was a problem. So we tried to uh, talk with the, uh, what is it, Sado? Sado Travel? Yeah, yeah. 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 So we tried to talk to Sado and ask them if they could change my name. They're like, well, no, because that's tampering it's of government orders. property. Oh. Yeah. Because this is not the name that you come up with in the, the system. Yes. So we cannot give a ticket to just a random name, yeah. which is understandable. I understand what this is. Of course. Yes. You would think, though, if you have documentation and official passport and all that, you know, we'd be like, can we, can you figure it out? But no. some sort of amendment in there. Be yeah. Like, yeah. And then we also tried to call the airline saying, hey, because once you get your plane ticket, you know, you have your reservation number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if you go online, you can like add your passport information and everything. Sure. So I was like, well, maybe it'd be that simple that you can just change your last name. Yeah, it was, it's not that simple. No. Well, no, because I mean, you're still having to present your orders as to why you're going into the country. Yes. Yeah. And it had and your very name. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like that we could have worked around. Like if my plane tickets were under my maiden name, but orders were into my married name, if I would have shown the marriage certificate, they would have been like, okay, just go. Mm-hmm. But because my passport don't match plane ticket, that's a, that's a big problem because you will, I would run out and I would run into the problem as soon as I get to the front desk. Mm-hmm. The orders thing gets later when you get into the U.S. through customs and everything. Yeah. Right. 
So that was uh, problem number one. So I looked into it. I'm currently registered at the embassy um, in London because I live here now. So all my paperwork goes through London. And they told me, they're like, oh, no, you can change your last name. I was like, oh, okay. Well, my whole life I was told I couldn't. So this yeah. is kind of like news to me. Yeah. So they told me all the things I had to do. I had to get a change of name deed, which basically says that I renounce oh, my name and I have to sign it. It was pretty like, Jeez, it was like they had to make it so like official yeah. and like terrifying when you do it. It's like I'm yeah. I'm not leaving this name. It's still mine. And I'm almost making it like it was like like it was You're bad throwing to be. it away. Oh, it, it, yeah. it makes You're you trashing feel it. Like a treason. This is what treason. it is. Yes. Treason. Oh treason, yeah. Oh. It it just makes like I had to Sign in. I was like, oh my god, it's like I'm betraying my country. I'm, I'm betraying like, my country of the most delicious beer and waffles and uh, chocolate. Chocolate. But at least I was like, well, at least I can get, you know, the change of name. So yeah. basically I had to give that and then the consul uh, signed it off on it and changed my name in the uh, Belgian registry. Mm-hmm. So after that, I had to do a new passport that was about 80 pounds mm-hmm. to get it renewed and that had my married name on it now Mm -hmm. so now i have still a belgian passport but it has my married name on it not my maiden name anymore yeah so in the belgian system i am now my married name and not my maiden name anymore yeah okay i told my parents and they were kind of like oh great so you're not with us anymore yeah Yeah. great you're not part of this family anymore officially not we renounce you yeah (laughs) you are no longer a child you are now property of the u.s government yep because so, you are. Because you are. <laughs> I am. Mm-hmm. So with that, now the problem of the ticket is okay. The problem of the orders and everything that is good to that's go. Good. Now we run into the problem of me being able to stay Mm-mm. in the country. Trump's gonna kick trickier. you out and build a wall around you. Just you. <laughs> Don't be hitting my furniture with your water bottle. So the entering the country. So now I can enter. Yeah, the country. there's a wall. <laughs> Space but They're putting know. it up right, <laughs> right before you get yes. there. It's going to be up. I got that going for me. <laughs> I have that going for me because I am Mexican. You do. You make the most delicious food in the entire world. Gracias. Yeah. I told you I was, re- I was requested some salsa today. Again, for the fire station. Again. Mm-hmm. Do, am I going to get any of that? No. No. I, I made salsa, it. but it's not like your salsa. I will teach you my ways. I know. I need to learn and retain it. That's my it's problem. It's super easy. Retaining the recipes. I yeah. don't know. Melissa's just more Mexican than I am, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, go on, Melissa. Sorry. We just keep <laughs> interrupting you. <laughs> so um, the staying in country is... I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that's going to play out. We had to do uh, the paperwork for the green card. We had mm-hmm. to start that, but that's expensive and it takes a long time. Yeah. So we filled in the paperwork and basically like depending, so they send it, we send it to the embassy of the United States in the UK and they send it to, they send it back to the US, like actual continental US. Okay. Mm-hmm. And depending on which place takes it upon themselves to... Um, like review it? Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the waiting time is different. Like oh. in... You have one, I believe, is in Vermont. Like somewhere on, on the East Coast, like a Maryland or something. Yeah. And that's about like six to eight months, mm-hmm. which is already seems a long time. Mm-hmm. But California... As a reviewing time period of 36 to 48 months. Holy wow. shit. 
So yeah. that's three to four years. Holy cow. Those Californians, I'm telling Jeez, you. Jeez, what do they do? Twisted. Well, they do all day. Well, see, like the surfing, sunbathing. The thing yeah. is, once once your application has been accepted and it's under review, you are allowed to be in country. Okay. Because okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you are under review. So you're not illegal yet mm-hmm. because they don't know your status. Yeah. So you know, like I can't even imagine living in the U.S. for three to four years and then having your paperwork come back to you and they tell you like. We didn't give you a green card. And you need you've to been, leave the country. Yeah. You've been living there for four years. Yeah. Four years is enough to establish a life there. Absolutely. Oh, completely. To, I mean, in the future, like, have children, which will be American children. And then what? You have to leave them behind? Yeah. Leave your children behind. Yeah, because yeah, no. now you are illegal. Yeah. Because your green card has been denied. And they don't give you, like, oh, you know, you, we know you've been here for four years. We don't give you, like, six months to, mm-hmm. like, pack your things and go. No. Like, as soon Take as that letter now. comes back, you have to leave the next day. Wow. That's, well, that's really sudden, too, because that's, I don't know, that's not fair, because that doesn't give you any time to process what has just happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even, like, I mean, that's not fair, like, to make you leave the country and you're here living with your husband. I don't know. I just... Yeah. That's stupid. And it's scary, yeah, because you could be waiting three to four years in order to hear what's going yeah. to happen. You know, you're anticipating this. And you've done everything correctly, yeah. you know, by the book. And they can still deny you and send you packing and then breaking up families, yeah. which is awful. Mm-hmm. Sending you back to a life that you haven't lived in a very long time. And I say that because even for us, we that we, we've been overseas for a few years, going back to the States, it's such a culture shock. Things change in the matter of mm. months, oh, I yeah. swear, and everything just runs different. And then you're like, I don't want this life anymore. I don't want to <laughs> go don't back. Wanna, I don't want to go back. That's I wanna, what I keep telling you. Yeah, I don't want to go back. They're, I want to go drive roundabouts. I like roundabouts. I don't, I don't like street lights. There's a few roundabouts throughout the country, just a few of them. And people don't know how to use them. No, and my uh, my my brother-in-law sent me a video of him doing a roundabout. Sure. <laughs> I mean, somebody else was videotaping while he was doing the roundabout, of course. But then he sent me a message saying, like, I learned from the best because we went through yeah. a lot of roundabouts here. Roundabouts. No stop signs. Yield. Yield. Don't stop. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah, I know. I don't. I tell Dave, I don't want to go back yet. I just don't. I'm not ready. When I just want to do, mm-hmm. I want to travel a lot more, and I'm just mm-hmm. not ready to go back to that yeah. life. But, but Melissa has never lived in the no. states. She's visited yeah. plenty of times, but she hasn't lived. So yeah. I think that's exciting, though, too. Like to, you, I mean, it's like us coming over to a new country. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it's the same thing, and so it's a new experience for you. And you know, because it's like. I've lived in America for my whole life, so I'm like, um, Whatever. I'm over it right now. Just I just want to do nothing special. other things. But like Melissa, you haven't, so it's like a yeah. whole new experience for you. All the food. Yes. What are you looking forward to the most? The food. The food? Uh, I don't blame you. <laughs> the fucking Mexican the food. Huh? Oh, yeah. And AC. And air conditioning. Central yeah. air throughout your whole and house. Gigantic garages. Well, yes. what you're going to be at is going to be hot yes. a lot. So, air conditioning and lots of outdoor stuff. Where Swimming. you're not being threatened by rain all the time. Yeah. Because yeah. it does rain a lot in Belgium, too. Yeah. But, yeah. So, even for Brian, it's going to be a culture shock. He's been mm-hmm. in the service for 13 years, mm-hmm. hasn't lived in the States for 10. Yeah. So yeah. And I say yeah, all the stuff everywhere he's been. You said Japan, yeah. and Belgium, Germany, and now here in the UK. Yeah. So 
Lucky him. Huh? Someone looked Man. at like his record of whatever he's doing. They're like, whoa, how like, this guy slip Wait by. a minute. He's been having way too much fun. And they're going to send him back. And he's going to be like, I don't want to live here. But he's going ad- to, he adapts pretty well to wherever he's at. Yeah, he does. He's a military kid, so he grew up that way. He yeah. Knows, yeah. That's right. He's a military kid, yeah. That's awesome, too. Yeah. That's yeah. good. But then also to go back to the immigration process. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. So there's a... I've had, I've had a lot of people asking me, because I'm a military spouse, mm-hmm. does that give me any... Like, priority over... Yes, it doesn't. No. Nothing. No. It doesn't help at all. The only thing is just my... The chances of my green card being approved are higher mm-hmm. because I'm a spouse. But the fact that he's in the military doesn't change anything. Okay. The military gives you one thing. It's called parole in place program. Okay. And basically, that's another thing that we filed. Um, it just gives you, like, basically the the military is is like, yeah, she's good. She's been, you know, and she's the mili- in the military system. She never committed a crime or anything. We are taking, like, responsibility for her. Mm-hmm. Because I'm on orders and because I'm a military spouse, they're like, you know, that's what the parole system. I'm, I'm okay. on parole. I'm on parole. <laughs> You're on parole. Uh, committed any crimes? Now, are you, is there like a set time that you ha- are allowed to stay in the states? Like, so on the tourist visa. So if I don't have a green card, if I'm not in the parole in place system, I am only allowed to be in country for ninety days. Ninety days. Oh um, wow! I have to have a return ticket when I go through customs. Right. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then you get questioned and sometimes they just deport you right then and there because they don't know if you're actually going to stay 90 days or not, which right. makes sense. Of because course. Yeah. if you don't have a return ticket, they have no way of knowing yeah. how long you're going to stay. Yeah. But We're, you you are on the parole system. I haven't heard anything back yet. Oh, okay. So you're waiting to hear back if... Yes. I have been... the green card process and... The parole in place, I haven't heard anything back. So okay. to this day, I do not know if I'm be able to stay longer than 90 days. Okay. Right. So until you hear back and they're going to send it through the mail then and let yes. you know? Yeah. Now, okay. do you have your tickets already? Yeah. Uh, do you have a return ticket? No. No? <laughs> That's so scary. It, ah. It's Yes, I am. Um, so I know that once we're going to land in the United States, I will be stopped by customs and probably put into scary rooms. Mm-hmm. and be interrogated the reason why i'm there the reason why i don't have a return ticket especially if i don't have uh if i don't hear anything back from the green card or the pro and play system yeah. sure especially in today's age yeah um, yeah well hopefully though since you guys have done it pretty a good amount of time before you're leaving to you hear something hopefully I don't know. as long as somebody we're, does their job we're down to a few weeks yes. with our time with melissa here yeah I don't want to talk about it. No, it's very upsetting. It's I don't want upsetting. you leaving. Yeah. But I'm also really excited for you, too, because I'm not. of all the food <laughs> that you get to eat. Really Just excited. send us pictures of your food <laughs> so I can I'll cry. I'll send you the uh, delicious foods and their delicious prices. Affordable. Yeah. Affordable prices. Affordable pricing and, like, here yeah. sometimes. Oh, man. But only some things are affordable here, like potatoes. Yeah, I send you. I send you a picture of myself in a Walmart parking lot. Oh yeah, Walmart. I'm okay. I'm okay with that Walmart. I like Walmart. Do you want me to take a picture in Target? 
No. No. In Old Navy. Old Navy. Mm, in the I clearance love. section. Yeah. Yes. You go in there and those racks and racks and racks of clearance the items. The kids' clearance God. section. I'd be like, these shorts for my son for a dollar. Yeah. They'll have a yes. new stuff. They have clearance yeah. <laughs> items and they are on sale and you also get military discount on top of it too. Yeah. Fucking love Old Navy. And super cash. Fucking super cash. <laughs> With your credit card. Sorry. I know. But yeah, really old so Navy. I am excited. I'm just a little scared mm-hmm. because, yes. because I'm a foreigner. Of course. And, you know, I'm going into a country where the political climate right now is very against foreigners. It's okay because you're white. I am. <laughs> and I speak French. You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll so be exotic. people think I'm like fancy, like a fancy immigrant, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Whereas me, I'm brown. They're like, no, sorry, we have you in abundance. <laughs> Get out. Go so, back to your country. I can understand you being stressed. I don't I don't blame you at all. I hope it goes a lot better than the possibilities, the possibilities of it going, going bad out. are very slim, I think though. I think you're I do. doing everything in the, with the right channels and everything in the right way. I think luck's on your side. Yeah. I think so. I think it'll be okay. It's nerve-wracking because it's unknown. You have no idea. You don't know what they're going to do or what they'll do and say and decide. So yeah. it's stressful. Because what I was thinking, too, and I, I don't even know if that's the case or not, but in my opinion, if I show up to the airport with a military ID card, a valid passport, even though it's not an American passport, but I'm a valid passport holder, mm-hmm. I have an ID card, and I'm on military orders... In my opinion, they should let me stay for the duration of mm-hmm. the, you know, the duration that my husband will be stationed there. Right. That would make sense, of course. Yeah. Now, once he gets stationed somewhere else, or even if he gets deployed, then then I cannot stay in country because he would be the reason okay. I am in country. Right. Because right. he is your sponsor. So that, once yes. your sponsor is not in the country, then it's like, yeah. what do we do with you? That's right. This is. In my because that's how that's what happens for you guys because you can't even work no yeah because you need to have a social and if I don't have a green card I don't have a social I can't work right yeah because that that's what happens with you guys when you come overseas you are on military orders you have a military ID and that's the reason why you're in country yeah, yeah. because you're here because you're the spouse of a military member exactly why is this not that, that way for me yeah well uh, yeah yeah we can't stay either I mean if if our spouse gets deployed we can stay obviously yeah, but like you cannot overstay no. the time and orders unless exactly. we have like a GS job on base then we can yeah but you have a reason to be yes here. exactly yeah. other so than in that, my um, opinion, the reason for me to be in the U.S. would be because my husband's military is stationed there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that should allow me to stay in country. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't work that way. No. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. It should. America, get it together. Get your shit together, people. Yeah. Do you see these ideas? Well, Use them. We will solve them for you. We Let have me be president. great. I'm, Melissa's got great problem-solving skills right now. We yes. just heard it. Yeah. Melissa for president. I 20, can't because I'm not 21, a... 21, You have to be born in the U.S. Um, Yeah, that's bullshit, too. I don't believe that I'm sure uh, political figures that are not uh, born in America that should be president. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. You could be a political figure. You could be a senator, I believe, or a congress. Yeah. Man or woman. hitting our microphone. Sorry. <laughs> um, There's so many you things. You be president. Yeah. That's stupid. Melissa's Belgian. She likes to talk with her hands, so she just smacked her microphone. My mom's Italian, so sorry. Yeah. Not sorry. 
Wait, if you're Italian, you have to pinch all your fingers together. Mm-hmm. Like your Mamma yeah. Mia. Mamma Mia, the pizza. <laughs> that's, that's really bad. Sorry. I apologize to all, all, Italians. all Italians all over. You just offended a whole lot of people. Yes, I did. <laughs> Sorry. It's a lot of red over there. Ah, we made the computer screen red. Um, What is one thing that you are going to miss? Uh, aside from your family, obviously, I know you're going to miss your family a lot. But the one thing they're going to be like, shit, I can't get that in America. Like a tangible thing or like... Anything, yeah. Um, From Belgium or from the UK? Or from Europe? Just from living in Europe. I miss, I miss Belgium, so. Just all of Belgium, so. I like the food. Yeah. But I don't know, like, I, I am going to miss some things. But honestly, like, sometimes I go back home. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, I'm happy because I see my friends and family, but I really don't like the mentality. Oh, really? Yeah. I, like, I'm there and I go downtown and I see all those people just, like, staring at you and just having this mad look on their face and they look angry at the world. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't miss that at all. The scowls on their face? Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were just scowling at me because I was American. No, they're that's just <laughs> with everyone. That's how I feel sometimes here. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's a Europe thing. Is oh. it? Mm-hmm. I think it's because Europe is so touristy, all of Europe, and people are always being approached by foreigners, us Americans, foreigners here. And I'd be like, Where can well, I, where's this place? And they're like, oh, I'm sick of your face. Because even right now, like, I drive back to see my family, and we have cars. No, we have British cars. Yeah. We have British license plates. And, like, we would stop at the gas station and fill in the tank, and I can see people already have this, mm. like angry look on their face and then I just show up in there and I speak French to them and they're like oh oh you're from here and I'm like yeah stop judging people just because of their license plate yeah yeah in at least in my hometown maybe it's different in other towns I'm from Mons by the way mm-hmm. just, but she has yeah. air base um, right there and shape also yeah which is NATO base but anyway sidebar anyway. <laughs> um they um they're just really judgmental yeah mm-hmm. a lot of people are judgmental in my hometown like, I have uh, tattoos, and my husband has a lot of tattoos, and he's always stared down everywhere we go. Yeah. It bothers the, me. It's that old, closed-minded yes. mentality, yeah. and people don't, like, change. No. I don't have that when I go to London. People yeah. don't care. Everyone, can, people in London are awesome. Yeah. You can walk in your underwear, and people are like, oh, she must be cold, but that's the only <laughs> yeah. thing they would say. Well, yeah. it's like a big thing. It's something about, like, riding the tube naked or something. There's, like, a whole huge, they do, like, big things like that all the time. And People are riding whatever. the tube naked? There's one where they'll be at the, yeah, oh, there's, like, a whole event on it. I need to it. see this. It's crazy. Oh. I, had, um, I had one of my co-workers who was going to the London Comic Con. And he was in a full-blown Darth Vader outfit. That's like, awesome. Full everything. Yeah. To do. It was a really nice one. And he was riding the tube. And people didn't even care. They were like, man, some, you know. It's like weirdo. a normal thing for them. And they're so it used to that. It doesn't phase them. Yeah. No, I mean. They're, I love that. They're I really find jaded it, to that. Yeah. So. I find it so fascinating, all the different people and everything and the things that they do. I mean, I was on the tube one time and they were, they were walking down the whole thing and playing instruments, singing songs. I was like... This is weird, but yeah, also we were at there. the same time. I was there, wasn't I? Weren't we there? I don't know. It was one of the first times I wrote it with... I was there with my kids and Dave. 
I I think I I don't know. I must have experienced that somewhere else because I remember seeing that too. That kind of yeah, that kind of sucks to have when people have that mentality. Mm -hmm. That does it makes you not want to be around that at all. I mean, honestly, like like the only thing I would miss is my family, my friends, yeah, Mm -hmm. and like the things that I know. But even some people that I was in school with. I would see them now, and I'm just like, how can you be so close-minded? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's it's crazy to me, and that, I honestly do not miss that about Belgium. Yeah. I really don't. I miss some things, but, like, there's really that, not that many other than... If my family and friends would come with me, I could never go back to Belgium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it comes with that small-town mentality. It's like when we, when we go home to our hometown, and we've mentioned this before, but it's like nothing changes with the people like the town grows the town changes itself with different buildings establishments stuff like that but the people are the same mm-hmm. and they have the same mentality and it's like okay well i already experienced a different culture i've been here i've been there like i see how things work here and they work there and then i come back to my hometown where nothing has changed and yeah as far as like the people and i totally get it it's like you know the mentality i get I've been judged a lot by my own family members. It's like, you know, for trying to be a little bit more positive in my life. And I've gotten, you know, scolded for that. It's like, really? Like, I'm just trying to live a better life. I've seen, I've seen shit. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen the world. Yeah, I've seen, yeah, I've seen a lot of the world. You've been able to, I mean, you've seen a lot now since being married to Brian and everything too. I mean, it's opened up your eyes to oh, a whole bunch of different absolutely. stuff. And so you're open for the change you are in it even i remember like we would so when we moved to germany there was my first time living without my parents mm-hmm. i was living on my own with someone else mm-hmm. so i've never actually lived alone i don't i've never done that so mm-hmm. it was really weird because he would do certain things because it's in his culture that didn't make sense to me because it was not in my culture okay yeah like one small thing like in the American culture, you do not put both hands on the table when you're oh. eating. That's, <laughs> yeah. You know, you just use your hand that you're eating food and the other one you just put it on your lap or something. Yeah. This is a no-no in, yeah. in my culture. We have, my mom would always tell me, put both hands on the table. We even have a joke about that. Uh, I hope I'm not going to offend anyone. It doesn't but, matter. Um, <laughs> do offend it. away. <laughs> do it. The... Um, because even when, you know, when Brian would come to my house and when I had other friends coming to my house and they would keep their hand on their lap, they, there's a saying that says it's because they always keep a hand on their gun. <laughs> just in case, you know, you just have to like, yeah. whip it out. So, yeah, that's the, the gun. Yeah, the, the gun. gun. Yeah. Not, not, don't whip out your dick. Not penises. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's, a, that's a big one for me. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, if if you go to a restaurant in Belgium or even I think probably all over Europe, they and you book a table, mm-hmm. they would not have someone else set for that table on yeah. the same night. So let's say you walk, you have reservations for like seven p.m. Mm-hmm. and the restaurant closes at eleven. There's not gonna be anybody else yeah. waiting for your table because we do not eat, pay, leave. This that's not. In a culture. Yeah. It, it takes a long time 
long time when yeah. you go out to eat at a restaurant in Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you going to the States or having experienced that in uh, Germany because, let's face it, like, Ramstein is super Americanized. Yes, it's American. It's so, American. when you go and you eat at an American restaurant, you sit down. They bring you your food almost right away is, and they keep your, your drinks refilled. And then right away, they're, like, bugging you. Can I help you with anything else? Is mm-hmm. everything okay? Blah, blah, blah. Always. Always. Yeah. And then they in come and back out. with your bill. Yeah. Sometimes they bring you all your meal with a bill and a to-go box already just to get you the fuck out of there. Yeah. And in so that was a culture shock for you oh, to see 100%. that. It's all about the numbers yeah. in American restaurants. All and, about the numbers. And for me, when we moved to Belgium and going to the restaurant for the first time, it's like, why aren't they coming to our table? Yeah. We'll close your fucking menu, Veronica, and then they'll come to the menu, to the table or like wave them over, put in your order. They bring you a drink, which is like three ounces <laughs> of liquid that's it that's all you get and it's it's expensive and then they bring you your meal and sometimes you have like starters and you're just eating 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 non-stop and they don't come to your table until you wave them over they and that was a culture shock for me yeah same thing to get the bill it's like you have to ask for it they're not just gonna bring it it is a weird thing it's what we always tell everyone who comes but it's kind of nice it's like, to experience it. Just yeah, to take your time. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you're not, you don't have to be rushed but out. It's can. okay. I mean, you can go to like a restaurant and be like, hey, you know, I'm on, I'm on a time crunch. Uh, can you, you know, uh, put my order as fast as you can, have the food get out as soon as it's ready, and then we got to go. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Right. But yeah. if you don't tell anything, you will be there forever. Yeah. yeah. And it was really weird because we, I remember, um, Ron and I would go on dates. Like, there was a little pizza place, uh, after the bridge, uh, pizzeria. Super mm-hmm. good, by the way, if you guys could station there. It's really nice. And, like, I was still eating and he was leaving. Like, he was getting out of his chair. I'm like, can I, like, finish and, yeah. like, wait for a second? You know, yeah. like, just hang out, have a digest a little bit and get a coffee. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, okay. And, yeah. like, it was really hard for him. And this was just, like, uh, it was a culture shock. And it was one of others. Because I, I didn't think there was going to be a culture shock. Because I'm like, well, it's, like, a Western culture yeah. thing. You know, it's not like he's from Asia or something. Like, it's a pretty, like, the cultures are pretty similar. It It's not. No. There's a lot of things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. The, the f- eating is, I like it a lot better where you're not feeling like you have to get out. Yeah. And so they can fill another they table. They don't push you out. No. It's so nice. Like, I just, that's, like, America. Stop being so money hungry, for the love of God. Sometimes, though, like, if you have some places that you can make reservations, and as soon as you make your reservation, they would send you, like, a confirmation back, and they would tell you, like, you have this table for two or three hours. Okay. They'd tell you right away, as soon as you make a reservation, this is the time you have to get leave. Yeah. That's so good. You can that's plan nice. around that. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. And still giving you two, three hours... Oh, to oh sit yeah, at a you're, table not, you're not going to get less than two hours. Yeah. So for America, if you're listening, if you own your restaurant, leave the people alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but leave them the, alone. the thing that I've noticed is that some people like that. Maybe not you guys, but I've had, like, I've seen Americans going to a local restaurant in Belgium and they get pissed off because they don't get refills. They don't yeah. get... Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Definitely. They're fully no, Americanized. No, but like, or, like, very, like, catered for. Some yes. people, like, really, like, hold you by the hand and, like, oh, yeah. would you like anything? Oh, can I pour you this? Yeah. Do you want ketchup? Do you want this? Well, do you and want that's, that? that's what we're used to. That's how exactly. we grew up and that's how yeah. we do it all the time. So, coming here, you have to have an open mind to yeah. that. Like, it was weird the first time, like, ordering up at the bar. What? 
What am I doing? Oh, yeah, here in the UK, yeah, you have to like, go up and order your f- what? your food, and yeah. then they'll bring it to you. Yeah. Give them your table number, which is actually a pretty good system, I if think you think about great. it. I think it's great. I like that, because you pay first. You pay for it. Yes. Yeah, it's all been paid for. You're already done, so you can eat and take your time, and then you're not mm-hmm. waiting around for a bill. Yeah. And even so, like, it's always hard to tell people, like, you have to ask for the bill. It's not yeah. going to just appear. The bill was a... a- different thing too so when i was stationed in germany i used to work uh, mm-hmm. in a restaurant on base and they really helped me honestly for the culture and like just the slang and just the military mm-hmm. wordage and all the slang and like that comes with the military not necessarily americans but just military in general and that really helped me even just i used to be very very introvert and shy mm-hmm. because i thought my english wasn't good so it was your english it, is better than mine <laughs> but like it really helped me to go over that because um in my opinion um, it might be wrong again but i feel like americans are a lot more forward like they can walk up to someone on the street like i really like your shoes mm-hmm. that is not something you do in europe like people are not gonna do that Mm-mm. yeah um, so it was really hard for me to just go up to someone and talk to them this is not something that i was used to at all but working in in a restaurant that helped me because I didn't have a choice. Like, I, yeah. I have to go up to people and ask them what they want to eat. This is my job. This is what yeah. they paid for. You had to do it. Yes. I feel, like, there. I feel like you're right about the being forward with us Americans. Like, we don't have any issue going up to someone and the me, I compliment people on their pants or whatever all the yeah. time. <laughs> their pants. <laughs> but I feel like your language translated, French translated into English, is it comes off really harsh. Like, oh. Like, it's so literal. Like, the words oh, are just... yeah. Yeah. I... That's, you know... It, it just takes practice. Because you can't translate literally mm-hmm. things. Because you can already tell. If someone is doing that way, you can already tell. Yeah. Like, from the get-go that it's not going to be right. Yeah. This is not going to be right. Because just the, the sentence structure is different. Right. Mm-hmm. The way... When I was learning, I would o- always think in French... And then translate it and then just, like, vomit it out. Yeah. It was terrible. This is not how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to create that sentence in the language that you're going to say it. Mm -hmm. But that takes practice. Now, I speak English. I don't think in French anymore. Yeah. I speak English and I think in English. Really? Yeah. And it's really weird because I would go back to Belgium, speak French, and I, I forget some words. The words don't come into my mind in mm-hmm. French anymore. They come in English. Oh, yeah. funny. It's terrible. My parents call me Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> because he, he's lived in the States for so long. He's Belgian. Yes. Yeah. You know. The muscles from Brussels. Yes. <laughs> and he's lived in the States for so long that his French is terrible. It, mm-hmm. It's just like Franglish. It's just a mix mash so of words. Funny. And they call me that way because there's words that I don't remember. So. I I see it because I'm like that too. I mean, I grew up speaking only Spanish, and so I'm fluent in both languages. I can read and write both languages, but I do find myself in a mishmash of words in mm-hmm. my brain when I'm thinking, and sometimes like things will come out and it's Spanglish. With my kids, Spanglish, mostly Spanish, but when it's like around Kyle, Spanglish. When I'm yelling at him, Spanglish. <laughs> and when I've been drinking, Spanglish. <laughs> with my girls Viva Mexico! exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> and yeah i feel you on that one because yeah. it is so how does it feel for you when you go back and you speak spanish with your mom 
And then you like turn around and speak to Kyle in English. Oh yeah, I have it's to hard, translate. Right? I have, and he, I mean, he's picked up a lot of Spanish since we've been married, especially since we've had kids. But he doesn't. He doesn't feel confident. Because see, like my parents don't speak English or barely yeah, know English, and same. Brian d- understands French but doesn't speak it. Mm-hmm. So every time we go home, I just have to be a translator in between, mm-hmm. and I just get exhausted. It's exhausting. Yeah, it's just that. It's really hard on your brain because when I speak French, I think French. And then I, like, switch and speak English and think English. Yeah. And it's just this back and forth in your brain. And it's exhausting. That's a lot of work for your brain. After two or three hours, I'm like, I just need a nap. Just leave me alone. Use Google Translate. I don't care. (laughs) I need a reboot. Yeah. Google Translate has that thing. You can talk. Yeah, but it's terrible. Oh, yeah, I know. Again, it's like literal translation. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. But in my... (laughs) Brian has spoken to my mom like that. And, like, I remember because at first it was like, I don't really want to take a shower because I don't want to leave you guys here and you don't, you can't communicate, can't talk to each other. Yeah, I can't leave you in the same room yeah. because it's, yeah. And then I remember one time I took, I was, I went to the bathroom and I came back and I just see my mom and Brian just communicating through phones oh to gosh. each other. And I was like, yeah. what, what is this? Yeah. That's so funny. Aww. So they just like communicate between phones now. It's funny. Yeah. My neighbor in Belgium used to come over with like a little translation book. Mm-hmm. And I would have to stand there, wait for her to be like, oh, you come over for dinner. And I was like, oh, that's easy. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> and I was like, I was such a bitch. Why didn't I make more of an effort to learn French? I didn't. I was like, oh, Because you don't need to. That's the problem. That it was a problem because everywhere we went, where we were at, everyone spoke English. Yes everyone and it's like i should have made more of an effort other than the just the just the simple sentences to get by which it, it i don't know yeah. i still don't because don't see know. like my, my parents say that to brian all the time that he should learn french like i feel like now he probably should because he's married to someone who speaks french mm-hmm. but before we get married there was no reason for him to yeah, because yeah. then he would have had to learn um french German, German and Japanese. Japanese. Yeah. There's no way you can learn all those languages. And British. And, and British. Re- yeah. <laughs> there are words here that are weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't, we don't know what you're talking about. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Even for me. Even though that's... It, I learned British British English in high school. But oh. I my teacher, when I was in college, was American. Oh. Ah. That's why you don't have an accent. That's the reason why my accent is more American. True. Because a, a lot of times... The people that I've encountered here in Europe that have learned English, it's British, it's British English, and, and it's so they the same. And, yeah. If if they learn, like when I learned Spanish, I learned Spain Spanish, mm-hmm. not Mexican Spanish yeah. or South America Spanish, Latin American. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was like Ibiza. Yeah, Ibiza. Yeah. No, yeah. I, Ibiza. Ibiza. Yeah. Ibiza. Ibiza. It's weird. <laughs> it was on the radio a lot, and that's what they kept talking yeah. about this trip to Ibiza. I'm like, where are you going? No, it can <laughs> be how you the, say it. <laughs> if you're reading it in Spanish in Spain, that's how they say it because yeah. their Z's and their C's mm-hmm. are all pronounced like a TH. But if you're reading it anywhere else, you pronounce that goddamn Z. Yeah, it's so pronounce weird. Pronounce your Z's. Yeah. <laughs> your Z's. Oh yeah, God, your Z's. Yeah. That's what they call them here. It's like A through Z. Your zebras. Your zebra. Oh, yeah. So it was kind of weird for me too because all those words I, I know them because I had to learn them in British English yeah but I know what they mean and sometimes I have to tell Brian because like, I don't know what that means yeah so I'm like well I know what it means okay so it's more like, like no that's how I learned 
That's French. Courgette. Like, Thank yeah. you. Or aubergine. Aubergine is French. You mean zucchini and eggplant? <laughs> oh, those fancy words. And that's t- the funny thing is that I'm, a, I'm better at it now, but when I was still learning, I would, like, there's a word that I don't know what, I don't know how to say it in English. I know it in French. I don't know how to say it in English. So I just tempt it. I'm like, meh, what's the worst case that can happen? You know, just, it's not right. So I would say the French word with a British, with an American accent. And then Brian would be like, wow, that's such a fancy word. I'm like, yeah, it's French. It's just a French word with an American accent. This is all. That's all it is. <laughs> what word was it? So it was the word dissuasive. Have you ever heard dissuasive? of it? Dissuasive? Yeah. yeah. That's French. It comes from dissuasive. Oh. Ooh. C'est joli. <laughs> but so I was like, I'm just going to attempt it. So I said it. It's like, wow, that's like a big word. I'm like, it's a French word. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not big. It's just French. I just made it up. A lot of Put fancy in words in, in English are French. Are French, yeah. yeah. So I'm okay. I, I sound super fancy. Yes, you do. And sophisticated <laughs> and just, yeah. Yeah. You fancy. You fancy, fancy. with your French. 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 Your French. Also, I Belgian just want to French. point out, yes, I'm not French. I just want people to understand. Belgium Belgian. is not France. No. no. Those are two different countries. Mm-hmm. I do speak French, but I am not French. I am not <laughs> French. In <laughs> uh, in case you didn't get it. <laughs> in Belgium, they speak Flemish, which is pretty much Dutch. It's like Dutch, yeah. yeah. French and a small portion speaks German. Yes. More like on the German border. We live in 11 million people, mm-hmm. which is the amount of people that live in New York City in one country, and we speak three languages. Yes. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. It's official, too. It's three official One languages. as big as New York City, as, as many people as New York City, and you know three. there's three languages. I don't know. No, I know. I'm saying at least they have three languages, and America's not willing to learn Spanish, you know. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. Come on. That's so funny because, yes, the country is so small, and it's like the southern part speaks French, but the northern part speaks Flemish. It's like, where do you meet in the middle? <laughs> Why don't you know? Yes, pretzels. <laughs> it's like, do you speak both languages here? Like, do they... So, there's, there's a hate of each other. That's so weird to me. Like, I don't really like Flemish people, and Flemish people don't like people from Wallonia, which is the uh, south. It's the same country! I don't get it! <laughs> but no, it's just... There's a there's a story. There's it's history. That's what, the reason why you don't like each other. Let's unite these people with waffles. Because the waffles. No, because you also have two different kinds. Liège and Brussels. Brussels. Yeah, the Liège ones are the best. Come at me, I don't care. There's two kinds. Brussels are just plain. There's Liège that has sugar pearls. Mm. Oh, that's the one I like. I made them for New Year's. Remember? Did and I just love them to death. Yeah, I have them at Sainsbury's. Mm. Yes, you have to go and get. You know what? There's a place in Cambridge. the The guy is from Liège, and he makes them. And there, it was like, oh, Stop it took it. me back. I was like, it took me back. Okay, do you want to know the history? Why we hate each other? Why yes. do you hate each other? Back in the day, it was about, like, between World War One and World War Two. The southern-speaking part, Wallonia, was, uh, had a lot of industries. We had a lot of coal mining. We had a lot of... Uh, natural gas, drilling, we had a lot of steel industries. Mm-hmm. So all the people from the north, from Flanders, came to work in Wallonia because that's where the money was. 
So we helped them out and stuff. And then when they were settled and like, okay, we have money, we can start our business now. They moved back home in Flanders and started their business, which was fine. Like then the entire country was thriving just to different things, you know, like southern part was more industrial, like um, blue color. And then the northern part was more white color. Mm-hmm. Color, right? Color. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and then the industry collapsed. The coal, coal mining, natural gas, uh, steel, all those industries mm-hmm. collapsed. The same as in the States. And the Wallonians didn't have jobs anymore mm-hmm. because this is that was our job. We didn't have any other means of getting money. So we tried to go to Flanders because we're like, hey, now, you know, we helped you guys out. When you help guys us, didn't have yeah. money, can you help us? And like, no. <gasps> That's what money does to you. It turns you evil. Yeah. It does. So they didn't allow us to work with them, to work for them. So we just stayed in poverty while they were thriving. We're still very, very bitter about it. Yeah. So because, you know, we helped them. Why didn't you never helped me? And even to this day, like, Wallonia is has more poverty than Flanders do. Mm-hmm. But they refuse to give us some of their money, of their income... Mm-hmm. Because they're like we made this with our own money, why would we help you? Well, yeah. because we helped you when you needed it. Yeah, yeah. it only so, makes sense. Like help us, why. we helped you help us now. Yeah, yeah. but now they want to be independent because they're like we don't want to be attached to the leash that that's Wallonia. Oh, so. Do, Antwerp is in Flanders. In Flanders, yes, they're the diamond All capital those. of the world. Antwerp, Ghent, Bruges. Part of Brussels, mm-hmm. all those like the fancy places that tourists go to, mm-hmm. yeah, is Flanders. Traders mm. go visit the southern part, which is still very pretty. Yeah, but it has less money. That's why go visit so you can go check it out. Mm-hmm. Go to um, Cambrai and Casto and visit Park Paradiso yeah. or Paradiso, whatever yes. it's called now. Go to Bastogne. Oh, go to, yes. Um, what's down there in the Ardennes? It's like. Mm-hmm. Foresty and super pretty. Yeah, you can every every year they do the that walk, the Battle of the Bulge mm-hmm. walk, and um, you get to go. It's like when we did it, it was like a three mile hike, eleven mile hike, or a twenty two mile hike. Whoa. We did the eleven mile hike. Yeah, it took us like six hours because we were trekking and we were stopping. There was like stops through there with like they had brats and beer and stuff. Oh, nice! Yeah, it was that's, really. It's a really cool awesome. thing. It's in December, so it's really cold, so really, yeah. like, bundle up. And you could, like, go through the woods, and you see, like, the old foxholes, like, where during World War II, and it's, and there's, like, reenactments, and it's, like, I'm getting, like, really I'm cool. getting, like, goosebumps from it. But it's really, really cool to do and say, like, you walk that, and it's, like, our troops had to do this with gear and wounded and mm-hmm. hungry and cold, and it's, like, it's moving. That's yeah, cool. it's really cool to see. We did that. The 11 mile one. And you get to see a lot of the countryside, which is really pretty. You're down like these old country roads and it's just like green as far as I can see. And like they have giant cows that look like pigs. Oh, yes. They look like pigs. Like they're muscular. It looks like it's a they've diff- been pumping it's, iron. It's a problem. Like it's actually a mutation. They're called the Blanc Bleu Belge, mm-hmm. which is white blue Belgian doesn't make sense when yeah. you translate it. <laughs> so it's it's basically like through breeding, there's a mutation that started with they build muscle on top of muscle. It's really is. It's so weird. freaky. So they were like, oh, so you are telling me that with this cow, I can basically get double 
the amount of meat with one cow? Oh, we're going to breed those. So through crossbreeding and everything, this is the cow that we have now. They're gigantic. Yikes. They're muscular and it's muscle on muscle. I'm pulling up a picture so Jen can see it because this is no it's, joke. It's crazy. They look like giant pigs. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like... It's, it's like John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> They're really lean. No, but muscular. really... Really bulk up. Yes. Also, really bulk them up. They did, They also skipped leg day. <laughs> Look at their scrawny little legs. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. It's a mutation. What it's not a hell? natural curing thing. That is a weird looking cow. But you, you get double the meat through one cow. I Yeah. As long. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's normal, yeah. kind of. Yeah. You see them everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, normal there now. That's fucking weird. They look crazy that's <laughs> we'll to, going on we'll have to post a media. picture yeah i'll have to post a picture holy of it. <laughs> shit that's i wasn't prepared for that i just see like beefy like i thought of a that's pig it's uh jean-claude van damme jean-claude van damme in cow form <laughs> holy shit watch out he will roundhouse <laughs> your face wow i can't get that picture of the cow out of my right now yeah wow can't wait to share it with everybody so if anybody's getting stationed in belgium i hope this one <laughs> this is a good episode for you too because we been talking about it quite a bit. Belgium's awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. I other than the people. No, <laughs> even the people. I enjoyed everything. Um, I guess where we were at in our neighborhood, they they've seen a lot of Americans come coming in through there, and they were great. And we went back like two years ago to we were driving down to Paris, um, for my son's birthday, and we stopped there, and they were our neighbors. They're they were so nice and so happy to see us. It was great. It was I had an amazing time while we were there i felt for the longest time like that was my home like we went back to montana or went to montana after that and i like yearned for it i was like that was my home like that's where i became a mother and that's it was just home yeah i made great friends there i gained a lot of weight while i was there too because waffles waffles will sneak up on you oh the beer oh my gosh the Mm -hmm. beer that we were having and the chocolate you know it's funny because sometimes we meet like americans and I tell them I'm from Belgium. They're like, oh, I love Belgian beer. I love a blue moon. I'm like, that's fuck you. Belgian style beer. Yeah. First of all. That's not Belgian it beer, guys. Not. No. Or they pour you whole garden with a oh, slice of orange. Please no. Don't. Oh, my God. I Stop remember- dressing your beers with fruit. <laughs> this is my issue. Every time we go to the, the um, bar on base and I'm like, I want a blue. I want not a blue moon. A whole garden because they have it on tap. And I'm like, that was my favorite Belgian beer. And they stick a fucking orange in there. I'm like, and I want to throw it at the bartender. I was like, what are you it's thinking? Not blue moon. No. No, even in my even blue moon. Still, you should not. No. I thought that was the weirdest thing. The one, the first time I ever got, I ordered a blue moon yeah. and they gave me this giant blue moon with an orange slice on it. And I was like, what? what? Is this sangria? No, I ordered I, a beer. I was like, what does this do? Take your do I fruitiness put it and shove it up your ass. <laughs> Did I put the orange inside? That sounds gross. What am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. Eat it? It's not a cocktail. No. no. It's not a Bloody Mary. Just keep your shit. No. I don't enjoy it. Don't put fruit in beer. Like, come on. Stop it. doesn't belong on your glass. Speaking of fruit and beer, they do have really good beer that is fruit. Like like yes. blueberry, yes. banana. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Fruity tasting beer, fruity flavored beers. Yes. Fine. Yeah. Don't we put don't the fruit know. on the beer. If I wanted to have fruit in my beer, I would have put it there myself. No, just kidding. <laughs> I would have asked for it. Yeah. I'll tell be like, don't be putting any oranges in my fruit. 
beer. Don't waste your orange on me. I don't want it. Yeah. Save the orange. I would like to treats. see you throw it at the bartender and I, have it stuck on his forehead. <laughs> seriously, like every time. Yeah, when they when I don't at the bar, at the bar on base they did that with Hogarth and I was like, What? This is not a blue moon. Also, mm-hmm. don't put don't put it in my blue moon either. Mm-mm. I'm gonna stick blueberries in your butt light so you like <laughs> Three Just random blueberries. Water anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Well, that was really good. Yes. I hope we gave you guys information. If you are um, a local national, like overseas, and you're going to the states for the very first time in your life, I hope Alyssa was able to give you some insight as to what you're gonna possibly encounter. And then when Melissa is on the other side, once she's hopped over that fence <laughs> and tasted America. She scaled the wall. She's going to scale the wall like Spider-Man. She's all been right. 50 pounds. That's okay. Hey. That's all right. You'll be happy, though. You be will like, be so happy. Yeah. In that air conditioning. <laughs> I don't even think we said where I was going. We've mentioned you before. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Melissa's going to... Nuevo Mexico. Nuevo Mexico. For those of you that don't speak of Espanol, that's called New Mexico. So once you get there and you have settled down and hopefully no answers about your green card or this parole thingy, let us know. Mm-hmm. We'll have her on again mm-hmm. as a special guest once more because mm-hmm. we like it. And if you run into her when you're like at the commissary or something, give her a hug because mm-hmm. she's nice. Melissa's nice. <laughs> the nicest person You want to be best friends with her. Yes. Who doesn't? She will tell you like it is. She does, and yeah. it's the best. It is the best. <laughs> right, Melissa? Yes. <laughs> say something in front. What do you want me to say? Say, thank you for listening. Merci d'avoir écouté ce podcast aujourd'hui avec uh, Jenny et Veronica. Um, on espère vous voir jeudi prochain. Oui. Ditto. <laughs> That was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. Oh my god, it sounds so sophisticated. Gen- We're fancy now. Jen, say it in your language. <laughs> your native Arizonan language. My native Arizona. No, that's Dave's language that I have. So. Arizonian. 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 It's just a dust bowl. We don't have accents on the West Coast. I don't have an accent. Yeah, yeah. Valley Girl. Well, my Valley Girl only comes out after a few drinks, but I'm Central Valley too, so. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have an accent. I'm Arizona, so we're yeah. just desert people. We enunciate. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I've right. learned to do it, though. Melissa? Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yes. You're welcome. This was fun. Yeah. I hope you had fun. Yeah. It was interesting. Thank you for sharing your journey. Yeah. It's not over. It's not. It's, not it's over. just beginning. <laughs> yeah well thank you guys so much for listening once again rate us on apple podcast or spotify or wherever your uh, podcast listening platform is and uh, send us your emails at dependesplaining at gmail.com or facebook us we'll listen to your messages listen. yeah you could voice message us i think that yeah. works you could totally do that i'll yeah. listen to your voice or you can just you know type out a message yeah uh facebook instagram twitter we don't have all followers on Twitter, but it's fine, you know. It's okay. We're I growing. I don't really know what Twitter is all about anyway. We just try. <laughs> we try. But we're growing, growing everywhere else, so keep yeah. doing it. And keep sharing us. Yes. Share us with all your friends. Uh, like we mentioned before, if you have somebody that you think would benefit from one of our episodes that we've done so far, share it with them. You never know. 
Yes. We like it. We do. Yes. Thanks for being here, Melissa. You're welcome. Yeah. I can't wait to hear about you getting there and just uh, your new Mexican adventure that is soon to be in. Yeah. With all the green chilies. Green chili. Turquoise jewelry. Turquoise jewelry. Melissa's going to find us the turquoise jewelry. Yep. Not Area 51. No, Roswell. (laughs) Roswell all the way. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Have a wonderful day. Mais rappelle-toi que peu importe où tu vas, there you are. That's awesome.